0: Secret Friends Unite!
1: Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 389, if I can say it correctly. (laughs) This is your guide to the geek side. And before we begin this beautiful podcast, just a reminder that you can subscribe to all our podcasts, the geek podcast. Prime that you're listening to today uh the star trek the star wars and also the video games on the network feed on anywhere you get podcasts also check out youtube so you can see our wonderful faces and you can see them in more places wherever you can get youtube subscribe watch and see all the hijinks ensue and our wonderful backgrounds as you Where, are going to see
0: wherever you can get youtube so you mean like the internet is everywhere that's your, awesome. Your,
1: your phone, your TV, your, your computer, your refrigerator, uh, your Tesla screen. It's oh, everywhere, folks. Anywhere you want uh, YouTube, you can get it. So subscribe and please join us on this journey. And I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts. Joined by Charlie Carden. Boom, boom. Sunday, I did
0: 13 miles of uh, trail ride today on my bike. I feel powerful. And good. After it it rained for like forty-eight hours in one day yesterday, I don't know. It was just it's streak of weird weather here. I don't get it. But what? And then back in in the eighties, this this upcoming week, I don't know.
1: Well, I discovered a new art park my mom is visiting from Michigan, uh-huh. and we went to the Capone Art Park, which is named after essentially a very talented artist. He was a professor at Macalester College here, and it's a wonderful park that has all this wonderful sculptures and artwork, natural things, metal. Somebody had made a praying mantis out of, like – uh chrome auto parts so very cool just check out the parks around your place you never know what you'll find there my son was thoroughly infused it, 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 just infused in, by the in, whole infused,
0: infused by
1: yes. the the all of the wonderful artwork so there you go and we are joined by uh, a fellow artist a Katie Quinn person how are you doing Katie
2: i am doing well thank you for having me as always
1: it's always a pleasure, and we're always glad I don't scare you away every episode. So <laughs> I guess. thank you for coming back. <laughs> uh, but you know what else will scare you, Katie? This wonderful cover. The Mighty Thor 389. Uh, this is about as old school as you get. It's a cover with like 85 blurbs right. when the thunder falls, fails. Just, the fate sad. of a world. Thor right. battles on the secret, the, secret, s- the stunning secret, mean, secret of celestial judgment. yeah yeah, and then I, you also know,
2: guard, Asgard in peril, and much more.
1: And much more, all inside. More. It's very
0: Stan Lee. You know, you've got uh, you've got a Lemurian. I'm assuming that's a blue guy, but the celestial. It's not all bad. The celestial is kind of giving you the big thumbs up. So maybe he, much like our B-roll conversation about graffiti in the men's room, he
1: has something positive to say.
2: I don't, I don't know if that's a thumbs up or more of like, I am going to snatch you out of the air.
1: Or, <laughs> or it's, I'm going to give you the dreaded rear admiral.
2: Oh, yeah. speaking <laughs>
1: of things that you hope don't happen in the men's room. Yikes.
2: But also like his head looks kind of like an AC unit.
0: <laughs> that's a yeah. thumbs up.
1: It's hot yeah. outside.
0: He's giving <laughs> you the thumbs up because
1: the AC
2: works. Keeping it cool. Yeah. Keep yeah. it cool.
1: This is a tough era, Thor. He's not yeah. wearing any costume you even recognize. Right. He's just shirtless. Mjolnir is broken. This is the bad days of Thor. To well, be honest, it and, didn't get good for quite some time.
0: And to look at his body, he lost a battle with like a, like a bunch of house cats. He's he's got little scratches mm. on him, a lot of paper cuts. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's, he lost the office battle and the office cat battle. That's tough. Oh the well, shoe maybe
2: on his bicep. I know they did it like as a like a foreshadowing, but it's really throwing me because it looks like he's just got some sort of weird like netting on his arm <laughs> or on his tricep back there. It's so a bicep
1: wrap, like, yeah, I guess. That's
2: what's really thrown me off. And,
0: and the rest of his outfit is like a steel, like a steely gold or some kind of gold except blade. for his
2: knees, which are completely matte black.
0: Black that is yeah.
2: black like. Anish Kapoor type black. Like that is the true black type of deal there.
0: That this was an odd choice to pick up at
1: the uh, Asgardian uh, Walmart. There's no doubt about it. In the I'm customer. giving the artist to pass those because he's like, he's doing a lot here. So he didn't have time for details, guys. He didn't he's have kidding. time for artistic license. He's like, here it is. Well, Todd, yeah, He's and, and, doing
2: a lot. Yeah, I don't know if he's doing it well, but he's doing a lot. Choices well, were made.
0: Choices were made. Todd, this is Mistakes also... Mistakes were made. Well, let's not dig too. This is also 100% by a uh, friend of the show, Ron Friends, who was a guest of ours many, many years back. He was an artist on Amazing Spider-Man for a lot of years. But yeah, this seems like it's a little, little front-loaded, and I feel like there's no way the inside of it couldn't be a big letdown so um but but one way we never get let down is when we're talking to madam webb our senior news correspondent correspondent, down at the corner of hollywood and vine let's go see what she's talking about this week away we go
2: now it's time for madam webb's rumors and news take it away boys
1: thank you madam webb my goodness This is uh, really exciting times for you, Madam Web. Um, You're not part of the DC Cinematic Universe, so everything's safe. Madam Web movie is coming on strong. It's going to be the biggest movie in the world. Nobody can wait. So, Madam Web, I hope you're uh, saving all your money for that big premiere on Broadway or wherever it's going to be, and you show up when it's actually going to happen, because the world will finally get to recognize the wonder of Madam Web. And the dog's coming for you. Watch out. (laughs) My goodness.
2: They are in agreement with their excitement over the Madam Webb uh, movie.
1: Oh, my Who gosh. Let the dogs out? We'll never know. It was Ooh. a rhetorical question, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> it's a qu- question for the ages. All right, what do we got up first here, Tidy Tad? Yes, the first story is one that makes me laugh, but I understand why they are doing this. So, Pennyworth. Oh, I do. I um, do. <laughs> So Pennyworth is a series that was originally on Epics, I believe, for okay. the first two seasons and as now on HBO Max, the third season is coming out and this is essentially the origin of uh of uh, Alfred Pennyworth, the, the butler,
0: origin the origin of the butt what was-
1: <laughs> takes place in the 60s I assume. He he he's working for Bruce Wayne and it's telling his story. Um right. Uh, you know the fact that it's actually survived, and I've never watched an episode of this, and I've heard decent things about it, um, but it's getting retitled. Um, essentially, the title is now going to be Penny- <laughs> This is wonderful, Pennyworth: The Origin of Batman's Butler. You know,
0: one hundred percent. Because of all of the, the comic book covers that we had from the fifties and the sixties, even into the seventies, with all the exposition, and you know, Superman uh, has to takes over the Earth and changes all the flags in front of the United Nations was one we had. It's just, it's like, let's put it all out there on Front Street. But yeah, Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's Butler. I mean, what's uh, the, the, this sets it up for any million jokes, you know? Uh, Johnson, the origin of Batman's pool guy. I mean, it's just, it's a bad punchline you know what i'm saying what but obviously the show has something to it if it's survived on epics and that was probably easy because no one has epics but now it's going to be on hbo max right so they're they're putting their best foot forward this seems to be a project that they're gonna hang on to which seems weird i guess um but maybe they are hoping it's going to be profitable because people are going to come over like, Oh God, I got to see what happens with Pennyworth. So now I'm going to subscribe to HBO max, but yeah, I I'm like you, I don't know. This reminds me of that show Krypton on the sci-fi channel, which I also never watched because I don't have the sci-fi channel because I don't have cable. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I think it's cool. I love the sixties setting. That's definitely pretty, you know, dope with me, but, um, yeah, that title is just—it's—it's—it's a—it's it's a bad punchline. It's a bad punchline punch because then, it, like I said, spins off all the other series: Batman's pool guy, Batman's gardener, <laughs>
2: Bat, you know,
0: Batman's dry cleaning guy, Batman's landscaper.
1: There was a pun. There was a joke of this in Teen Titans Go the Movies, where essentially uh, Robin was pissed off that he didn't get his own movie, and they and they said, "Oh, and now here Alfred's getting a movie, <laughs> and before mm-hmm. Robin did, which is essentially true." Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I guess I think the reason they're doing this is essentially to broaden the fact. Put it Batman in the in the title of anything, it's going to mm-hmm. get more popularity than Pennyworth, right. which unless you're really into a ba- uh, Batman, you know who right. Alfred Pennyworth is. Essentially. Yeah, no but do you really need a title to really explain what the show is about? I mean, Breaking Bad didn't tell you the, the story of the meth dealer who was a chemistry teacher who got cancer. I mean, can we just mm-hmm. start doing that? I mean, my son loves mangas and these animes where essentially they tell you in firm, long detail what the stupid thing is about. And it sounds so awkward and funny, but kids love it. But it will give us an example. Can you think of one? Oh, um, Oh, is it is it okay to hit on girls when you're raiding a dungeon is one of them? It's
0: like that's that's a whole story or that's not going serious that they're printing that on the front of it. It's a
1: series of manga that they've turned into an anime. Yeah. So it goes on forever. Mm -hmm. But just once again, they love to be overly detailed in their titles, basically telling you the plot. So I don't know, Katie. Backwards into the era of Stanley.
2: I mean, I think that they did this because like you're saying it's on epics and nobody watches epics and they're trying to, they're like, okay, well if we're going to keep this on HBO max, we have to do something other than Pennyworth. Cause no one's going to know what this is and no one's going to watch it. So then when people search Batman, this will pop up. But like, I can't imagine that this is going to survive past a third season because like it looked meh from the, tr- like I honestly forgot the show existed I genuinely did. Like I remember hearing something about it when it was first coming out and then I was like, Oh, whatever. So I I can't imagine that it's like absolutely breathtaking and that Mm -hmm. it's, you know, because honestly, like I'm not that interested. This is, it's kind of falling in that Avenue of Gotham for me where they were trying to rewrite like origin stories and make it so this all fit together and everything was like intertwined. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to see where Bat, you know, Bruce is meeting Selena Kyle when he's 11 because it's weird. I don't want to see this. <laughs> it's it, it's
0: very Star Wars. It's, you know, what did Lando have for breakfast the Tuesday after yeah. we met him on, I'm on like, City? I'd rather
2: see other stuff going. Like, I honestly, I'd be more interested in, like, Thomas's story as a doctor trying to, you know, like, build a clinic and, you know, help like impoverished individuals and, you know, where there's this wealth disparity and then him coming into wealth and trying to figure out like how to manage. I think that would be a much more interesting story than, oh, he's a secret spy who becomes a butler.
0: (laughs) Right. And hasn't that, there wasn't that a show in the eighties called Mr. Belvedere? Am I misremembering that (laughs) show? It was totally it. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh. you know, the butler. There's what, uh, you know, the the stories of the Downton Abbey butler. I mean, are astounding. Yeah. Give that guy a right. spinoff too.
0: He know? was he was he was James Bond. I'm just saying. And there's the, tales there's, of there's, butling. There's there's no evidence that he's not.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so um, you know yeah yeah so. I, I think, you know, and I don't know many shows that have been retitled throughout time. There was two guys, a girl in a pizza place, which became two guys and a girl, which, you know, because they had to explain why the pizza place wasn't there anymore. So that was a, that's a real reason, right?
0: They, they the Seinfeld
1: Chronicles that. just became Seinfeld. Any other titles that you know of that changed? Easy Enterprise became Star Trek Enterprise because they didn't think
0: people could figure out it was Star Trek. And Katie would agree. <laughs> She's no fan.
2: I knew it was Star Trek. I just didn't want to watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Touche. Oh boy. Well, you know what? It's on HBO max now. If in so, that season three is coming to HBO max. Uh, this was before the whole, it, it, you know, Warner brothers used to sell all their content everywhere. We had Gotham on Fox and you had things all the place, but you still had the CW stuff. So this is kind of the tail end of those deals and those products going elsewhere. So we'll see how this goes. And if people really now are turning in because we know he's a, the Butler Batman. So right. there you go. Um, the next. And yeah. Next story. In why are they doing this? Oh, because money uh, that is Pac-Man is getting a live action movie. I got a,
0: Just a handful of words for you. It worked for Sonic. It did. That Sonic, that Sonic movie is great. I haven't seen the second one. But, Bingo. Uh, yeah. Th- there's, there is a 100% chance of it worked for Sonic and that's why we're doing this. Um, and clearly looking to grab, I mean, who are, who are some of the, who are some of the creators
1: in this? Uh, well, we've got, uh, Justin Baldoni from Five Peter Park and Clouds and Steve Sirwitz, who is behind Maya Angelou and Still I Rise. So if I think about anybody who knows Pac-Man, it's someone it's, that did yeah. a documentary about Maya Angelou there's no what doubt about is, it what can, are
2: they even doing I don't know
0: <laughs> but you know what maybe they're, budget, they're 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 budgeting on the fact that people will be so it's like that Winnie the Pooh horror film that's coming out that we've talked about several times on the show it looks ghastly but it's like watching that car crash right I mean I, I don't know you guys what What are they really going to do with this I mean clearly it's being announced now there'll be a movie in like two and a half three years about this but holy shit
2: what are they doing? I can't. I can't say it's going to be good. It's going to be something.
0: It's, I mean, this is. There's no doubt it choices will be
2: have been made. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Again, and I was talking about Sonic, and then I scroll down, and here's Sonic. So yeah, they're not even hiding the fact that uh, they're. Really yeah, weird. no,
2: they literally were like, "Well, Sonic did well, so let's do this." And it's yes, like, exactly. Did That's, it though? I mean, did it really do well? <laughs>
0: I, I think. I, mean, I think, it it think it,
2: like okay, but. I mean I think
0: it was fun to watch. My son really loved it. That probably enhanced my enjoyment of it. But yeah, box office wise, Todd... It, she- yeah, it was big. It was it was successful. And that's movie that Sonic movie that even you know survived its first trailer when they they had to do a complete recompositing of Sonic the character himself. See, the first version of him looked like a chupacabra or something really horrible. Yeah,
2: I would argue that that's part of the reason why Sonic did so well though, is because there was such fan backlash and because they went back and changed it a lot of the fans were like okay we need to support them for changing this
0: right okay because so they,
2: they made the correct choice so
0: right i think so- that's
2: part of why it had such a big the- theatrical release
0: okay unless
2: they make you know pac-man look like slender man i can't really <laughs> see why there would be
0: <laughs> Make Can a Can you, you? Like,
2: you know what Fool me one, oh, shame on you. Fool me twice, can, shame can on I, me. Can, I, I, can he, I pitch you the plot?
1: Yes.
0: I want to hear the Tata. I want to hear Tata movie here. Break it down. So
1: this is going to be the story of John Pac-Man. Um, he is a down-in-his-luck ghost hunter um, until he discovers um, a, a drug that makes people hallucinate called power pellets and sees goats, ghosts. So they're actually, ghosts. this is just a, biz- a goat, A no, Not ghost. Not goats, no, Ghosts. No, ghosts. ghosts.
2: Ghost he ghosts, kids. yes.
1: So yes. He, he makes people hallucinate so they see ghosts, um, and then he essentially busts them or eats them, apparently, oh. whatever he does. So that's my, that's my plot for this movie because it's yeah, live action, it's
0: I mean, that was what, if you remember, in Ghostbusters, that Walter Peck, who was a guy from the APA, you know, Dickless came in, and that's what he accused the Ghostbusters of doing. So this is a roundabout way of saying, hey, they could just have done that and made all that same money. But this, he, but John, is it John Pacman or Jean Pacman? Is he a Frenchman? Uh, John Jean Pacman. Pacman. It's it's Jean Pacman. Pacman. Jean Pacman. Pacman. I love it. Pacman. I love yes. it. I love it.
1: Yeah. How so we'll crazy. see how this goes, but most likely they'll do the standard one. Pacman comes into our world. It's the old standby. Yeah. I, I hope the Mario was, movie doesn't exactly do that, was, but that's kind of the easiest way to go about these things. Because other than that, you get what? Battleship with Rihanna fighting aliens, because that's it was, what it was, the it, game it is was all a, about.
0: It was a, yes, absolutely. It went, I, I, I'm curious with Battleship, if they like cranked out, a version of Battleship that was like the movie, like, oh, instead of doing this, or actually, here's big alien ship. I don't know. Who, who the, who the Wasn't hell knows? not that
2: funded, like, underfunded by the by the Navy, though? Because I remember like, we have oh, a recruiters office <laughs> nearby and they literally That's had funny. Battle our uh, battleship posters oh how in funny office
0: oh i had no i had and my dad was in the navy and todd your dad too so i mean I, I have an affinity for the navy but yeah i never knew that they tried to hornswoggle this wasn't a, a Bay bruckheimer movie into I think so. a tool oh my god yeah.
1: It's like it's like that would be like if the Air Force got behind Stargate because there happened to be Air Force people. That's how dumb it would be. Or
2: or Top Gun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Again,
1: again, again, the Navy. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe everybody's got a big surge wanting to be fighter pilots again. Oh, Todd, moving along. The Simpsons. Todd, are you still watching The Simpsons? I can't remember a time
1: I tuned in. I, I, I do still enjoy it. And it's one of those shows. It's all about the writing, and they when they get good writers, it's good again. When they get bad writers, it's bad, and it's been around for 32 years. Tell me any other show that is still even around after 10 years, and most shows, they always say, oh, it got bad after season five. So I'm giving them all the credit and they can reinvent themselves. And last season had some winners um, somewhere. Okay. But they, I thought they just have done some really good reinvention and uh, just as they bring in writers, they can really do some good things, you know, that are, they're right. quality writers and let's rely, It's like SNL. You get some, some, Writers that get to like 40, read, you know cut their teeth, 40, on it. yeah, forty-seven years.
0: SNL is as old as you, Todd, nineteen seventy-five. So yeah, and and SNL has had its. People said
1: my best days are behind me too.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yeah. That's that. That is completely up to you. Yes. I'm sure not. Yes. I'm sure not. Yes, but so this article is claiming that there is a, a there is a formula, uh, or there is a way that. Uh, the Simpsons does what it does best, which is predict the future. So what's that all about?
1: Yeah, apparently they're going to actually address the whole – the Simpsons predicted it. That whole concept, we've seen it before where Trump was predicted to be president. There's a bunch of other ones who, and they said essentially they're going to uh, be exploring that concept, and it's actually going to have an episode with Simu Liu and Melissa McCarthy um, are going to uh, – be brought into the episode and they're going to do some crazy conceptual things to explain how it happens. So this is getting very meta, kind of like the Simpsons explaining the Simpsons. I appreciate this. And with 34 years in, they can do this stuff and why not? They can just tell any stories and people enjoy it. So I'm all in on this, but what do you think? I mean, is this, is this something where it's just too much in the weeds? I, I, you
0: know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm just, I'm scrolling through the bit at the bottom and, and I love it. Uh, Simpsons, uh, you know, predicts the iPhone. Simpsons obviously predicted Donald Trump becoming president. Uh, Blinky the three-eyed fish. Uh, Nobel Prize winner. I, I, I don't, I think that anybody who's been watching the show, and again, Todd, for you and I, this came on when we were in high school, for me in particular, You know, Fox was big in my house because my mom worked at the Fox station. She sold advertising. So Fox was always on. So I watched the show from the jump. Um, What's your experience with The Simpsons, Katie? Are you here here, there anywhere?
2: (laughs) Um, It was my, uh, in my household, it was deemed inappropriate. And I was not allowed to watch
0: it. Not the first first person that I've heard that Yeah, I
2: mean, granted, I was, you know, I am 10 years your junior. So um, it was... You know, much more adult humor than you know. I can imagine my parents would appreciate. So I have seen like an episode here, there. I remember the Simpsons movie, and I greatly enjoyed that.
0: Yes, Um, I I agree.
2: But I mean, it's kind of at this point, like you're saying, it's been on for you know they're on their 34th season, and so at some point they're going to they're going to be finding some things that are going to be predictors. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't. I think it's I think it's funny when people are like, "Oh, I found this happened on the Simpsons," and. I love that they're embracing this and that they're going to make an entire episode dedicated to it, but it's also, you know, out of, you know, how many episodes that they've made, you know, a couple dozen have had something that had been relevant to the future in some way, shape or form. So obviously there's going to be some overlap when you're making that much content for that long.
0: Right. Too much of tooting their own horn and, you know, kind of snake eating Mm -hmm. its own tail. I think it'll be great. I would I would say I would watch it, but I know I'll forget. Todd, I, I can watch this on I can watch this on, on Hulu. Hulu. Like ne- next day, right? Isn't it usually next day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well maybe you know what? Maybe in this coming what did it say? September twenty five is in about a month. So yeah, we'll make a concerted effort to actually watch it because it sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: Yeah. After four hundred episodes, which we're getting very close to our own show, um, I'm sure we've predicted many things. Whether they've been yeah. right or wrong, can't well, say. I we predicted say, they don't have to come true.
0: Yes, we make we make many predictions about the uh, summer movie box office, but only one person takes home the X ex. XZ XZ Zayzar. She's are. It's a it's a whole
1: thing. I'm lulling you it, it, all it, it, into a false sense of security, and then right. I'm just going to take over. So it's coming soon, I get, but. Again. Soon could be any time, yes. Uh, well, Wait. next story uh, is one of those what-ifs in the real world of what if something actually happened. And one of those stories we got is t- actor Thomas Jane reveals that there was a scrap Punisher 2 that could have seen Rob Zombie at the helm of the Marvel sequel. Oh, wow We no. <laughs> wow So I don't know which Rob Zombie this would be. Would it be him singing Dragula and making a zombie <laughs> Punisher? Would it be uh, like a group grotesque disgusting punisher i i don't know where this would go but it's it's funny you know we've had how many more punisher movies we had the dolph lunger and the thomas jane yeah and then we've also had um
0: well this uh, Punisher a war well yeah yes. which he mentioned here ray stevenson who was actually volstag in the first actually the first couple thor movies mm-hmm. or at least the, he got he got whacked in uh uh, ragnarok in like in like five seconds he was essentially mm-hmm. it was the it was th- that scene where hella shows up she jumps out of the you know, rainbow bridge transporter thing and it's kind of like palpatine with the jedi that she's just like whack and he's dead she throws a knife at him so but yeah that movie was absolutely disgusting the punisher war zone he's snapping necks he's tearing people's heads off he's blowing people's brains out it's really bad so how would that have been any different than if Rob Zombie made it? Seems like it was very similar.
1: And you know, so we've had four four different Punishers on the screen, which is just amazing to me that a character right. is so minor as the Punisher has had right. a lot of attempts at the screen compared to other characters that we still have never seen yet. So um, this is this is very the, odd that they would even that they would even consider it another Punisher movie because I don't right. think the first one did that good. And with having John Travolta as the bad guy, playing a bad mm-hmm. like mobster. Mm. Right. I mean the, the the Punisher was kind of a big deal in the eighties, if you really think
0: about it. I mean, he had his own title. It was very popular. Larry Hama. You don't really think that it was worth. But yeah, four movies is, I mean, the only other Marvel character who's had four films, uh, even if you string them all together, is Spider-Man and Thor. Right? I mean, individual characters. So
1: Yeah. Well, if you count Wolverine, he's been in 85 million things.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah.
1: Individual movies. Yeah, That. Part, that's Oh, that's true. Four. He's had two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know, Katie. Is the Punisher character that resonates with you, and does Rob Zombie make it enticing? Oh, God,
2: oh I mean, you know me and horror movies, gratuitous <laughs> <and laughs>
1: violence. We
0: we will not be seeing Katie being shot over. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean,
2: in all fairness, um, I did enjoy the um, iteration of him from Netflix. I mm-hmm. thought they did a really good job of showing him. As a soldier of war, as someone who was dealing with PTSD and just the struggle that he had in kind of a bad guy doing bad things. Like they never made him like this redeeming character of like, oh, you know, it's he's he he just happens to break everybody's neck and shoot people in the face. But they're all mobsters. So it's fine. It's good. It's cool. We
1: like it. We like like, it. We love brutality. Yeah. 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 Captain America approves Um, it.
2: Yes. So. You know, I didn't um, I didn't shy away from that. And I, I thought that was the best rendition that they could do with him. And I appreciated them focusing on the humanity aspect of him and the struggle of him versus just being like violence, 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 gore, gore, gore. Let's see him, you know, blow someone up at the kneecaps. It's funny.
0: That was funny. We just watched that exact film that was scrolling through HBO Max. I found the 1991 Denzel Washington movie, Ricochet, that had uh, John Lithgow as the villain and Ice-T was the co-star. Uh, actually, turned out it was set in the Die Hard universe because they shared a character, which I told Die April Hard that in her, universe. Jaw, her jaw was on the ground. It was me. But that, that movie was nothing but... Squibs and exploding and kneecaps and drugs and yeah, it has its place. But yeah, as far as especially doesn't really fit into the mantra of the modern Marvel parlance. So
2: oh no, definitely not in the MCU. Yeah,
0: you wouldn't see Rob Zombie, you know, writing his own ticket in the MCU. So yeah, how bizarre! And I've not been a fan of his other. What the hell was his other? The House of a Thousand Corpses. That was pretty unwatchable for me.
1: Yeah, if you want an interesting take on Punisher, the Garth Ennis series he did with uh, Marvel Max was really Mm -hmm. highly entertaining because they put the Punisher in all of these very bizarre, over-the-top scenarios. I mean, he ends up punching a polar bear. So it's kind of like, imagine the Punisher written for like a boys series in the Marvel Universe. Very well done. That's what I want to see with Punisher. I just want to see him in all these bizarre experiences with all these bizarre like C-tier Marvel villains. Give me that. I don't want them to take like just plain old mobsters. I want them to take on like um, the porcupine. Give me that. I'm all in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Wacky. Um, just wacky. Yeah. Yes. So last story uh, kind of piqued my interest because we're getting coming up to Shocktober. And Shudder has been really successful for a streaming independent service. AMC owns them, but it's a standalone horror Uh, service, which is pretty cool, and they've made some pretty good content. Well, they have a new movie coming out that really interested me because, um, you know, one of our America's, I guess, literary, you know, deities would be Edgar Allan Poe, and this is essentially putting the author of all these, you know all of the famous novels and everything, giving us his origin story, but kind of saying, oh, by the way, he had really cool adventures too, which I love. I just like it when they go over the top. They just do silly things like that. And apparently this is Edgar Allan Poe as a cadet at West Point investigating essentially a grisly murder.
2: I love Todd, this. Got, I think it's silly
1: got, and stupid. I've got four words for you. Abraham Lincoln, vampire
0: hunter. <laughs>
2: Yes. yes. Okay. That's what yes. I was I'm like. Wasn't there a Lincoln movie where he was hunting yes. vampires or zombies or something? Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. There was. Yes. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't see a lot of camp in this trailer. It looked very dark. No. I, April and I were watching it just on my laptop for you. And I'm like, there's another one we're going to have to watch with the lights off, babe, because I can't see anything. Everything is so mm-hmm. dark these days. Oh, my God. Watch it at night with the lights off.
1: Ooh. Turn up the brightness to like hundred and twenty, Charlie, and then everything yes. will just pop. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah! Like my eye, my eyeballs will pop. So um, yeah. So, Todd, sh- th- this is another one that I'm like, oh god, I actually gave us another one of these weird trailers. So is Shutter <laughs> is, is Shutter something else that
1: transitions Shutter into is, another service? Or I got of own? AMC Plus. So if you own AMC+, Plus, oh. you get all the Shutter content. Uh, so think, that's kind of yeah, cool, right?
0: Yeah, I think we do because April still loves The Walking Dead. And I'm like, eh. But we still <laughs> have it for that reason. So yeah. So yeah. So I guess I, guess I could watch this. But uh, the only way you'll pin me down to it, Todd, is if you put it into Shocktober because I'll forget about it. Uh, Sad fact about me and my obvious, uh, you know, public uh, university education it took me a long time to realize that Edgar Allan Poe was even an American author. I just simply thought he was. Yeah, I thought of him like, like, not that he lived in the time of Shakespeare, but I thought he was like an old
1: timey British writer.
2: I mean, need I'm just gonna head out. I'm just gonna <laughs> head out.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, Charlie, former journalist. Uh, yes, uh, I will turn. I will turn the lights off when I leave. I know.
0: <laughs> but you know. What? I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed to admit that I was able to learn that and get a new appreciation for our American literature.
1: Yes. And there was another movie with similar concept but it was called The Raven with John uh oh I'm blanking on his name John the Cusack was played ever? Edgar oh, Allan no John Cusack played uh, Edgar Allan Poe as well investigating murder. So I love these things. They're silly, they're stupid. Why not? I love Sleepy Hollow where they made Ichabod Crane a real yes. character. So why not? Oh my god, totally. It's, it's, totally. it's, it's gold, it's gold They got me on this one so I'll have to check it out So there <laughs> we go, that is the news For this week, I hope everybody had a good time Learned something, and loved And you know uh, you know, We all embrace love. the moment As we have it today with this nerdy news So we're going to move on to our favorite geek establishment So some nerd Libation and Participation in the things we love So let's go
2: Talk nerdy to me Noted to
1: me. We're sitting, the geeky z, drinks are poured, and we are going to get our nerd on. So this week, Katie, what you got?
2: Um, I just watched Nope yesterday. Woo-hoo. I know I'm just saying that I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did no. that one. What I did got one.
0: What gotcha? You? you?
2: Got us. Um, uh, Jordan Peele. I really enjoyed um last or um Get Out. I have seen Us. Um, so I wanted to see this one. I love the idea of larger than life monsters. Like that was the, mm, my favorite magic cards were always like the Eldrazi. <laughs> and you would see the images of like the hydras that were climbing over mountains or like, you could see them in like silhouettes in the sky and the clouds. So I was like, I can do this. Plus I thought the tr- or I thought the title of it was just hilarious.
0: Because they kept saying nope, because they were like,
2: nope, nope, nope. Right, well, because nope, nope. that's like, kinda, yeah, that's just a thing of like, nope, mm-mm, nope, I'm done with this. Absolutely not. So um, I watch it, and it actually led to, Todd, you're going to be so proud of me. Um, Aaron is taking me through my own version of like Shocktober, where Ooh. he has planned, because <laughs> I have always wanted to watch The Duke and Cabin in the Woods.
1: Oh, God. That I have oh, God, The Babadook? Duke. Yeah, yes. that is like yikes, that's I know. Like, yikes.
2: But I can handle psychological thrillers better than I can like outright gore and yeah. that kind of thing. Where I would I say ca- that Nope wasn't really a gory movie. Like Nope Nope was more of like suspense thriller than right. actual like horror for me. Um
0: Cabin in the Woods so is so he, great.
2: <laughs> yes. And that's like I know that Cabin in the Woods is like the quintessential like homage to horror movies. Like it is like a love letter to horror movies of just like mm. every trope, every it's just turned on its head. And Aaron absolutely loves horror movies. He has a list that he has kept of, he just ranks horror movies of like his top favorites. And then he just puts them in the list for fun. So he has this huge list. I feel like I'm the the sports wife at this point. Where I have <laughs> finally asked him to explain football to me. And he is sports so excited. <laughs> so every Saturday he has gone through and he is going, we are going to watch one horror slash psychological thriller slash whatever movie to prep me to watch the Babadook. And that's my midterm exam. And then on Halloween, we were going to watch cabin in the woods. So I
0: I think, I think with some of the upcoming content that, Extra bonus content we've been discussing, not to get into too much in detail, that a breakdown of Katie of some of, of her journey to horror films would be amazing. would be, amazing. That'd be fun. I think, you know I what? Think yeah. would I, would, I
2: think that that would be really fun for like me and Todd to just be like, hey guys, all right, we're just going to, I'm just going to spill all of my frustrations or all of the terror or all of the weirdness that I had. The therapy it session? It. Yes. Spilling <laughs> all the- <laughs> Granted, Aaron and I probably talked for two hours after watching Nope, and we us just breaking down everything that like all of our thoughts and feelings and ideas regarding it. That's awesome. So that's I part love of it. why, yeah. He's well, he's really really into horror, and that's part of why I really want to get into horror, and I've wanted Aww, to get into horror movies for awesome. so long just because it's such a big part of his life. So yeah. Um, that's what. That's what. That's my goal. So that'll probably it. be every time you're in here, or I'm in with you guys. I will have a horror movie listed somewhere. Ooh, well, I nice. love it. I love it. Yeah. Well.
1: well- a movie you might enjoy that Charlie and I talked about earlier was The Black Phone, which is very much a thriller, more so oh, than a yes. horror film, and yeah, I think exactly. you might really I'm like on that one.
2: List. I'm going I'm yeah. to text Aaron randomly The Black Phone, yes. and then he'll, then he'll be like, why are you talking about horror movies? It's right. <laughs> right. and, and
1: that, that's,
0: that's one that's now um, now on its way to streaming, because it's uh, a yeah. theatrical run. is, is winding yes. down. So, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And then I've also been going through House of M, because I've never actually read the entire... Ooh.
0: Archivage. Me neither. So, I, I should get on that.
2: Yes. And I know that a lot of stuff that's ha- it obviously hugely impacted the Marvel Universe, so I feel like I should read it. And now that I have Marvel Unlimited, they released like a whole reading list or reading guide, so I just kind of pop through the comics, which is nice. And I mean, I kind of know what happened, but I didn't know what happened. So like, I just read the Fan- Fantastic Four, which was the Fearsome Four with Dr. Doom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It weren't really characters I cared about. So I was like, I realized I have with them I'm like, why am I reading this? I only have one left. It's fine.
0: <laughs> right. You see, it's, it's it's the completeness thing. It's it's what, what it was so hard for me to get off that Avengers run. I'm like, but I got to get through it. But yeah. like you said, stick with the best. Stick with the best.
2: Well, and it's also, it's stuff that I'm sure is building on the rest of the arc. So I'm like, okay, I'll read five comics I don't have a huge interest in. Instead of an entire generation of comics, Charlie, that is the key difference here. I'm not and, trying to read an entire decade, like slog through an entire decade of comics.
0: And it's, I push, and I push really hard. And what's funny is I could have quit a lot sooner than I did.
2: You could have, and you but, chose not to.
0: But then it makes me feel like a wimp for not squeezing out those last like sixty issues.
1: I, I, don't, I don't a know. wimp. I, I no, you should you, take pride Charlie. I saved time and didn't waste how many hours of my life. Well, saying this I is a moment it's, where you
2: need to record yourself and then go back and listen to what you just said and well technically I'll, I'll
0: give myself yet another out I've read all of those before because I read a right. One came out. right you've
2: already tortured yourself once right. too you, this is your well, own version of a horror movie well, fool me once say,
1: Charlie fool me once
0: and again I was, a, I, was, I was a teenager at the time so life was already hell because you're in you high school I,
2: but you don't need to torture yourself now that's horrible yes. don't well,
0: do it I will revisit that when I talk about what I've been up to <laughs> <laughs> comics that's related Last
2: one Lower Decks, oldies but goodies. We're just getting ready for season three. So if you want to hear my thoughts, feelings, and opinions about Lower Decks, which, spoiler alert, I love it. Um, if you don't know that about me already, if oh, this oh. is your first time on the podcast with me, hi, welcome. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to ask a dumb yeah. question
1: about Upper deck Decks. Upper Decks is <laughs> no. a baseball uh, card collection. Yes, I can answer your question. That is not the name of the show. <laughs> no, no. Does Is season two better
0: than season one? No. I, just, I, I think it is not. That's my opinion. I think I, it's uh, the
2: same. I, okay. I think that they build out the characters more, and you start to see more individual personas come out. But I also feel like the, the characters are not... Because they set up the characters as such archetypes of, like, Boimler is, like, the tattletale, you know, goody two-shoes. But by the end of the first episode, that is completely trumped. Like, and co- completely counteracted. So I feel like they set them up to be fully fleshed characters, and they just expand on that through the second season. But I also know this isn't your, like, it's not your cup of tea, and that's totally okay. You, my, don't, my, you don't have to like it.
0: <laughs> with, with, with season two, I just thought the humor got less clever. Like the, the Mugatu episode, I just, I, and we'll talk about this when we record to talk about Code 47, which so we'll have out next was week.
2: Hilarious. but I just hilarious. But I
0: just thought it was... I, and that was that was the hang up I had with the folks I was recording code with at the time is they really couldn't stand it. I was kind of like, eh. So you know what? I'm I think I'll run. Th- I've run through the whole series again. I'll probably watch season two again sometime this week because it's so easy to do. Twenty two minutes, ten episodes, just blast right through it. But um, but yeah. But Todd, where have you ever ended up with lower decks?
1: So I'm just looking at the episode count. So I think the last one I watched had to be the uh, Was it the Clippy episode where it was the badge that was Clippy? Badgey, yeah. Badgy. Oh, I, I, I thought that one was clever, badgy. but I liked, but I liked it because it was tied into like Microsoft and things like that. Right. I, so I'm just wondering, like that. I'm like, if I if it hasn't grabbed me by that point, like I'm like, I'm loving it. Is it just point? It's just going to be more of the same. It's like if I don't love it, it's yeah. not like it's going to make me like it more. Okay, so maybe yeah. I'm just saying it's just not for me. The comedy is Definitely. just like it's okay.
2: It's, totally it's it's yeah okay. yeah. That's yeah. totally valid.
1: I mean, I'm about to get fooled again because I feel like I'm getting like gaslit or uh, something with the Orville. Like, holy crap, (laughs) is the Orville having a moment right now? Because everybody's like, season three, it's the best sci-fi I've ever watched. I'm like, is that true? We, we, We quit after the first
0: episode because it was so, Todd, to coin one of your phrases, it was super bland and generic. It was, it filled a void when there was no Star Trek and now it's trying to come back and be Star Trek when there's already great Star Trek with Lower Decks and Two Worlds. It's just go away. You go is now. Every, is it for people every? that don't it's like? Every.
1: Is it for people that just don't like the new era of Star Trek? Is that what I'm trying to figure? Is, is that their? That's the, that's what exactly what they want, but they don't want news Trek. Is that what it I is? Can see that. I could see that, too. That's I think, okay. I think that that's right yeah. on. I just don't want to feel like that. I'm missing out and I've, like, branded something, no, it, but I've been fooled before with the Orville when They said, this is the episode that changed everything. I watched it, I'm like, nope, still bad humor, still orig- unoriginal storylines, still bad well, uh, characters, and still not you, good si- uh, special effects.
0: Y- yeah, you remember what my catchphrase is for the Orville. It's what five TNG plots can we cram into the single episode? Yeah. And I feel like it okay. was that way every time. But and but anyway, I don't want
1: to hate on it because other people enjoy it, and if you do... I just don't want to miss out on something if it's truly good now. But right. once again, I didn't like the first two seasons, so is the right. third season going to be the one that's like, oh, that was, it's better now?
2: That was so passive aggressive. I know. I don't want to shoot. I don't want to shoot on anyone who likes it, but I just don't want to miss out no. on anything. No. <laughs> Forgive me, <laughs> I mean, people God. who like it. Like, you yeah. know, but if you like if you like shitty stuff, that's not <laughs> it. Like then exactly. look at
0: yourself Todd, Todd, is your,
1: Todd is your good. Todd is your
0: <laughs> Todd is your ultimate past regressive
1: girlfriend. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, it's fine. Whatever. I'll I'll pull it a triumph. It's it's great for me to poop on. Yeah. Ah, ah, <laughs> one. Okay. All right, okay. all right. Uh, oh, well, let me- yes. Seth MacFarlane is never coming on this podcast, apparently. I I don't. Yes, I think we alienated
0: him beyond the pale. All right. Well, I am actually endeavoring to set aside real honest to God time to read comics because I've been out of it for a long time. And much like I quit with the Avengers, I was successful in reading every issue up to a certain date of The Amazing Spider-Man. And I realized that I'm back out of it. Uh, there was a longer storyline that had to do and it was very metaphysical that there was this kindred and the sin eater and there were the, these, it was more clones and this thing and that thing. And I'm like, okay, good. This is over. They're going to start something new. And I'm now about 14 months back which 14 months back. Cause it was coming out every other week is like, 15, 16, 17 issues. So I got a while to go, but they're bringing back Ben Riley again, who is Spider-Man's clone from the mid nineties. But what's happened is Ben Riley has popped up and he has sold the Spider-Man name to a corporation that he is now an employer of. And he sits on his first issue and has his convo with Peter. He's like, dude, I sold the Spider-Man name to this beyond corporation and you can't do shit about it. So.
1: Okay. So I hope you're cool with it, but otherwise not. what. That's totally what happened
2: (laughs) Is he going to be, is they're
1: going to bring in a spider lawyer to go to
0: spider court? Oh, That's what's going to be in the the spider verse. You're going to have Matt Murdock spider lawyer. What do you think? Spider judge, spider (laughs) judge. Spider judge. Um, So anyway, by the end of the, by the end of the first issue, and this was, I think current (laughs) without legacy numbering, let's not get started about that, but they're like, Mm -hmm. actually I read something. It's volume six. Of Amazing Spider-Man, right now they're in issue seventy-five, and by the, they have to fight the. It's a, you know, it's an anniversary, doubly long issue. They fight the UFOs in that, which is their four. The UFOs. Yeah, I know. I looked at it right away. I'm like, oh
1: my god, Kitty. The UFOs, so, this ridiculous Charlie, team of Hulk villains. I oh want,
2: Charlie, I want you to know we're not actually recording a podcast right now. Um, Todd and I wanted you to get to be here because um, this is an intervention. Oh, my God, For no.
0: I don't have a problem. I can quit at any time. You're,
2: you're bad comic book choices. i drive. Leave, I drive
0: I drive better when I've had a few bad comic books. Forget the little
2: red dot on the screen. That's not actually real. We just wanted to talk to you about the fact that you have this really serious problem with wanting to read something to completion.
1: Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm sorry. John Romita Jr. is back, though. That's a good thing. Yeah. To let you know, Charlie, sorry, we've blocked your Marvel Unlimited access. You can no longer read anything past. No. Two we issues. have gotten
2: yeah, we've gotten you a, a kid subscription, so only oh God can <laughs> approve. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it's the parental locks like they have yes. on. Like they have, it's like the West. Firefly
1: phone. <laughs> it's got yeah. like every time on, yeah. you try Child to read something. <laughs>
2: Yeah, every time you try to read something that's not allowed, I get a ping, and I have to. I'm sorry.
1: The the comic you are attempting to read is is no longer available. And he gets like five credits a week if he does his homework, which is read news things. Oh my gosh!
2: I get get a ping. What amazing Spider-Man ninety six? No, absolutely not.
1: So he's taking on the spot. What?
0: (laughs) I honestly believe that's what happens. The spot's going to be beating
1: out again?
0: <laughs> I think the spot's going to be very big come this Spider-Verse, but um, yes. yes, so Ben Riley's back, blah, 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 but again... Back then, Ben Reilly came along, Peter quit, and this, Peter gets irradiated and he's in a coma, and so it, it's so very soap opery. So, you know, crap on it, if you will, is any other long-running title, did they run into the exact same shit? Does, does that happen to the X-Men? Does it happen to the Fantastic Four? Does this happen to the Avengers?
2: I mean, in all fairness, I did used to describe the 90s. Marvel Comics as soap operas with superpowers. So right. that's right. fair. That's a being, fair assessment.
0: Being, being that in a lot of cases, the 90s is very hip again. People are dressing that way, blah, blah, blah.
1: Comics are back as well. paper Colors coming back. Guest jeans. Yeah, right. um, you know, Jolt Cola. Everybody wants that. It's all back. Uh, Crystal Pepsi.
0: Um, so... <laughs> So that's that. So I'm going to, we'll, we'll, we'll plug along. We'll see. I mean, I, I may fall off of it altogether. Um, but I watched a couple of episodes of Harley Quinn, which is in season three right now. Mm-hmm. You guys, I mean, we've watched the. Katie, did you end up watching the boys this past season or have you watched it? Oh, all no. Time,
2: I mean, yeah. I know of the boys. Again, Aaron watches the boys. And so then he tells me about the boys and all of the plots. And, and then you and know, that yeah. kind of stuff because I cannot watch that.
1: And you then you have I, nightmares after he tells you the plot.
2: <laughs> no, because he doesn't he doesn't tell me the gross stuff, he oh, just okay. tells me about So well, it's like I two
1: minutes done. long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, edited for television. It's like the uh the, the network approved version of Blazing Saddle. Seven minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had an episode early in, there's I think five episodes out now. Episode four was Harley Quinn's take on the boys' hero gasm. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: Joe, no. I've only watched a season or episode three, so do oh, not go past episode three.
0: But anyway, in, in, in to encapsulate, um, I love the show. I do love that DC is able to do absolutely wacky, weird shit with their characters that Marvel won't touch with a 10-foot pole because it's... They
1: tried smoke. with MODOK, mm-hmm. and that only got one season. I love that show.
0: Like, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was not... At all approaching level of what they're doing with Harley, so I dig it. It's it's plenty crazy. So I'll continue. But again, it's one of those. So many streaming services. You know, I know Todd. I got that app on my phone that you said will remind me when shit is on. I still miss the push notification. So good thing, bad thing. You know, it's since it's not appointment television, I can go back and like, oh, there's three episodes, and I can watch those, and so I don't have to wait around. But not like this is the kind of show where there's really a big scary cliffhanger.
1: But um, but anyway, it's it's very enjoyable. I like it. Very good. Yeah, I enjoy it. And I'm I'm horrible because I'm only on season one. I'm like, I love the show. I got to I got to make time for it um, because it's really good. I love I love Bane. I love Clayface. I love <laughs> the fact that everybody <laughs> just is just
2: Gotham Stadium. <laughs> Oh, my yeah. God.
1: Yeah, I, I just love the supporting cast and how dumb they are. Ron Funches, the voice cast is fantastic. Um, well, there was
0: and- a, there was a. It, yeah. uh, Ivy was mixing something in her lab and she spills it. And it goes through the floor. Oh no! He says to Harley, "Bring me a clean beaker." And she dumps out what's in one and it goes through the floor. And King Shark sitting on the toilet
1: underneath, and says, "Ouch, my penises! <laughs> <laughs> penises? Oh, do sharks have multiple? Pe- I, do I, I, most- why am I even asking this?" Why am I asking this? This is not a biology yeah. show.
0: What difference does it make? Oh my God. But anyway, it's fun. Get caught up, keep watching it. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Love it. Um, very quickly, um, something that's not very good, but I watched it. Um, that's day shift. Uh, Jamie Foxx is killing vampires. Um, cause he gets gotta get his kid braces and pay the rent. Um, right. And yeah, and he, he's he got an estranged wife
0: and he's not like it's not like it's necessarily a riff. on And again, this is on Netflix. It's not like it's necessarily a riff on Blade where he's super powered and he's doing this and that and he's doing flips and shit. He's just a regular dude who's uh, who's like a bounty hunter.
1: Yes, that works for a union. So apparently there's a union that right. hires people to kill vampires and it's worldwide well, he's now. It.
0: He's on the outs with the union because he broke some rules or whatever, didn't pay his dues or do his TPS reports. I don't
1: know, something like that. But what, you know, will want to make you watch this is the fact that Snoop Dogg is in this movie. And let me just tell you, folks, Snoop Dogg is not a good actor. He's not good at doing action scenes. Um, He's good at just being Snoop Dogg. He's just good at being Snoop Dogg. um, And he's very tall. So that's kind of Snoop Dogg (laughs) coming into this. Yes. He's as tall as me, but is like half my weight. It's because yeah. April looked it up. He's, he's yeah he's tiny. Yeah, this movie just is so full of tropes and just stereotypes of everything. He's got a he's got a a, a partner he doesn't like, who's also u- uber nude, nerdy, played by Dave right. Franco, and he pees his pants when he gets an, when he gets scared. It's it's just like this. The comedy is bad, but it's redeemed by action sequences totally. that have no right to be this good in a movie that's so bland and generic.
2: Right. Um,
1: <laughs> right. I was they, really they, impressed by the action they scenes. They were really good, and everybody was selling it big time. Um, and some of the concepts that came up with were, were actually kind of fun. Like they put in pellets of wood in shotgun shells that would to, – to kill these vampires. I'm like, that's kind of cool. And they were using Brilliant. some – Yeah, they were using, like, uh, steel, like, piano wire that they would use to, like, decapitate vampires. I'm like, this is kind of cool, but it's in this movie, so I don't even know how to feel. I feel, like, conflicted,
0: (laughs) and, uh, yeah. You want to go on hating it for the right reasons, but you liken it for the, you know, it's like a, it's like attraction. You know, you're attracted to, you know, you're attracted to the bad boy, the bad girl. You know it's bad for you, but still. Yeah, I, um... I, I, I Yeah, you're right. I love that. You know, Dave Franco, when he sorry, spoiler, becomes a vampire in it, doing flips and shit like all these. That fi- was and, fun. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the the uh, the other lady in it, the young lady who was in it, is actually the actress who is going to be Sabine in uh, live action Sabine in Ahsoka. Yes. Oh, okay. Which okay. I, I did to, which not I know that. I had looked that up because I'm like, oh, she looks familiar, and I'm scrolling through IMDb as I always do when I'm watching something at home, and that's that was that was what I learned. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and once again, what's the worst plot device you can have in a movie? A can real estate. Out. No, a real estate. It's all for about the real estate scam. Right. And they're trying to get real estate. And then like, really, this is what we're doing. But like last, like last week on the Goonies. Yeah. Uh, but I will say one last redeeming quality, really banging like old school rap soundtrack. I'll give exactly. them credit for that.
0: Yeah. Right. So, well, so there you dog- go. With Snoop Dogg? What else
1: are you gonna have? Oh my god! Yeah, and apparently we're gonna get a sequel because they left some of threads, course. folks. And this is your Netflix ass movie of the week. So check it out. They probably spent way too much money on it and didn't pay the didn't pay for writers, as we know. Right. Oh, well. exactly. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's how they stay profitable. <laughs> yes, but something that I loved and I'm totally addicted to is American Vandal. I watched season one, loved it to pieces. Kind of left on a cliffhanger, didn't really uh, close the door on all the pieces, but we got a season two, and I'm like, how are they going to do this? Well, essentially, the, 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 the high school students were approached for a senior project to investigate another mystery, and it's the mystery of the turd burglar. This series, this series is ridiculous. I, I don't know how they got away with what they showed. What the crime was, but it's amazing. So, <laughs> Katie, I don't know if you've heard of the show, but it's essentially like it's like a true crime, true like uh, uh it's what, like a what was that
2: of like a true crime, isn't it of
1: like serial, yeah? But yeah. It, it, but it's dealing with high school. So then you high schoolers, so you get this dumb like in school like uh politics and everything. It's really funny. This one is set up in a I think northwest. Catholic school, high school, and they're trying to understand and figure out who the turd burglar is. And that's all I'll say it right there. Because I showed my mom the second episode. She couldn't stop laughing at the extra crimes they came up with that were also being investigated. It's just super, super well done. I love it.
0: Where where do we find it again?
1: Netflix. Once again, Netflix. Everything's on Netflix, folks. You can get like true crime, you can get vampire movies, you get animation, you get everything.
0: That's why we can't get rid of it. That's how they they
1: they're, they're like the Supremes. They keep you hanging on. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They bat, they're like batting average is probably 300. You know yeah. what? That gets you like a 50 million contract dollar <laughs> contract in the in the in uh, the MBL. So, you know what? Yeah. MLB, sorry. MBL. What's that? Major Baseball, baseball. League. baseball. <laughs> basketball. Say, basketball League. Say, yes. Just, yes, just say basketball. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's a, there's, oh, well. a
0: movie. We should, there's a movie we should see if it holds up. Uh, spoiler yeah. alert: it does not. I I, I can even really,
1: tell. really. The creator of South Park made a '90s movie that doesn't hold up with Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. Oh my god!
2: Oh,
0: Who knew?
1: God.
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
1: Oh. oh yeah. Google it. Google it, Katie. Google it. It's yeah. it's ghastly.
2: I don't think I need yeah. to.
1: No, you I don't can need assume.
2: to. But I can
1: assume. But you know what, folks? This is a good transition because we're going to get into the topic of does it hold up with the next phase of the Thunderdome. So we're going to take Air Qantas, as Charlie would tell us. We're going to get on that plane to the land down under where the mutants rule and we drool. That's the Thunderdome.
0: Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome!
1: Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, it's Does It Hold Up? Volume 3. My goodness, we're making good pace on these movies. Um, The movie this week is The Last Starfighter. After finally achieving the high score on Starfighter, his favorite arcade game, everyday teenager Alex Rogan, played by Lance Guest, meets the game's designer, Centauri, played by Robert Preston, who reveals that he created Starfighter as a training ground for developing and recruiting actual pilots to help fight a war in space. Whist away from his banality of his trailer park life to a distant alien planet, Alex struggles to use his video game playing skills to pilot a real real ship with real lives at stake. This came out July 13th, 1984, Director was Nick Castle, uh, starring Lance Guest, Daniel Hurlihy, Robert Preston, Catherine Mary Stewart. Box office was $29 million on a budget of $15 million and was distributed by Universal Pictures. And folks, this isn't on streaming. You had to buy it um, or rent yep. it for almost no, the exact same price. Me.
0: Hold on. I bought it.
1: That's Charlie how bought TV it. You watched it. You're welcome. <laughs> there. But how would that work, Charlie? How could we even watch something if we didn't buy it ourselves? No one will know. Yeah,
2: we definitely bought uh, no, it. No, no one will know. Just put we the uh,
1: the uh, fourteen. dollars Put the fourteen ninety nine and down in my ledger for you know ex- business expenses for the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So um, this movie, just a, a little caveat. That's a fun fact. This is one of the first movies that really. Incorporated CGI into it. Obviously, Tron yes. was the first, but this right. was the first. That after that, this actually tried to make CGI happen with space battles. So, right, Big that's time. a precursor for letting everyone understand does it hold up. So, just a thing out there. It's a little bit, a little bit of a precursor of like what we got after. Like right. probably the most successful was Terminator Two. So, this is right. eighty four. Terminator Two came out in ninety two. So just just Nin- ninety one. Summer in 91. It, 91, sorry about that. So, uh, from that lens, I have not seen this movie, oh my goodness, probably in 20 years. So, it's been a long time. My memory's hazy. Right. I remember plot points, but don't remember every aspect of it. Katie, when was the last right. time you saw this movie?
2: Um, Probably around the same time. I mean, because this movie came out over a year before I was born.
1: <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my goodness. So, your parents yeah. watched it, and you were in the womb. Maybe. <laughs>
2: Um, (laughs) but I think I probably watched it on the Disney channel or something when it was played randomly.
0: Right. There you go. Um,
2: And because I remembered parts of it, but I did not remember it in whole. So when Charlie asked me about it, I was like, I think I've seen it, but I can't say for sure. But I, I kind of remembered bits and pieces of it. Um, So yeah, I don't, I can't really say like whether it held up or not. I was kind of, It was a movie. I know I can understand. I'm sure there's probably a lot of like nostalgia and the CG was, you know, cutting edge at the time and they did a lot with it. I'm honestly really impressed that the um, budget was only 15 million because I was like, this was crazy expensive to produce in the time.
0: Well, hold on. Charlie's going to employ his favorite oh, no. app on what does his it cost phone, the, in- the Inflation Calculator. Oh, you know, that's night. fair.
1: That's very 1984 fair. one five. 3, and I'm going to look 6, at what 4, movies also, 4, 3, 4, like, I'm going to look like, uh, what other movies came out in 84 and what was their budget? So okay. Ghostbusters was so 84, right?
0: Fifteen. Yes, it was. Hold on. 15 million in 1984. Currently, uh, forty, almost $41 million now.
1: Got it. That's wow, that doesn't mean, seem lot.
2: a lot. Well, no, it seems like, like nothing. Because I mean, well, right. a third of the movie, or maybe not yeah. that, but like a quarter of the movie had some yeah. CG to it. That's definitely.
1: Yep. Yeah. So Ghostbusters was thirty million dollars, so double the budget. What right. they weren't in outer space, they were in New York. It was topics. all just for it, was, yeah, it was all just yeah, for the demon the dogs Man. and Jewel and the Marshmallow. They did Man, the Marshmallow Mans and they had they had some zombies and they had Slimer. Right. So we'll give them right, that. Exactly. But they had you know yeah. full-on aliens. I mean well, how, probably how, the equivalent uh, how about like a Star Trek film Charlie? How Star how Trek you know? star, star Trek three came out the same year. Look it up. Was okay, I'll look there? it up star and we'll, we'll go from there. But Charlie, when was your last time when was the last time you saw this movie?
0: I mean I didn't own it on my mom owns it on disc and I feel like I watched it maybe Maybe when we were out at her house in Maryland. So within the last decade, but probably I, I couldn't really pin it down. If that. I might have borrowed okay. it and watched it, like brought it back and watched it, maybe never returned it. So it might still be here somewhere. But that was that was probably that was probably like I said over ten years ago.
1: Okay. So, so we're, enough, we're all kind enough of on the enough same. Enough time has passed. Yeah. Enough right. time has passed. You have like in a lot of these movies, if you watch them continuously through time, they don't it it doesn't feel like it's been that long. You you kind of have a, a but when it's been that long, you have you, I watch it with my mom. My mom's visiting, and she couldn't even remember if she took me to it back in nineteen eighty four. So I don't All know. Right. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or I just saw it on VHS. So I don't remember well, either. I,
0: I I don't think this was a the theater one first because that was the summer that we moved to Grand Rapids. So I don't know if we were doing stuff like that. Um So, but. It, we saw a lot of this shit like well, VHS tapes and a buddy has it and he copied it and
1: whatever. Well, it, it might have came to like over, to like yeah. HBO or something like that.
2: At the beginning, it says you wouldn't download a car. Why would you download a TV? <laughs> fuck yes,
0: fuck yes what? I would. With as much driving as I do, I would download a car every really? week. No, it you had
2: that it? it had that old VHS warning at the right. beginning of Oh, like, that's can, I didn't
0: even notice yeah, that. That's I, didn't, I, I, yeah, I didn't see that great. at all in the not shared
1: copy of this that we all watched.
2: Yeah, I, I must have watched a different oh. copy. Yes, okay.
1: that's, it. So, <laughs> yes, that's it. so Charlie, going back to your question, Star Trek three cost seventeen million dollars budget. What? So, well, so for an extra two million dollars, you got what, uh Vulcans? In Klingons? Well, in Star Trek 3, which is my favorite Star Trek film, there was a lot of reused
0: sets and costumes, and, and mm. they shot the main bit of it on the soundstage. So, yeah.
1: There you go. Sunk budget. There you mm-hmm. go. See? They, they, the good financial uh, acumen. So, And this is from Lorimar Pictures, which I don't even know the last time they made a film. Lorimar. So I, loved no, they, it. I loved it. Yeah, they did.
0: Well, yeah. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first, because I have something positive to say. I think uh Setting aside the CGI stuff, which is obviously looking at it through a modern lens of almost 40 years later, um, I think the plot of the film, and particularly comparing contrasting it with last week when we were talking through Goonies and we're like, wow, the entire driving plot of this movie makes no sense if you're an adult. I think the driving plot of this film absolutely holds up. I think it's super cool, you know uh, we need to, you know we need you know we need more grist for the mill it's a it's a draft and we need so many people that we got to go to different planets and shit. Well how do we find people that can actually do what they need to do? You know, we uh, we put them through a test and we make it very innocuous. So we put the you know, and, and again, it's in the generation of the arcade games, which is not a thing anymore. So, you know, it would be oh, this is a this is a download on the PlayStation Store or whatever is what it would be in this day and age. Got to be something <laughs> whatever that would be now. Um, but I, I think it's it's super cool. Um, I, I like the concept, and you know, the last Starfighter part is yeah, it's kind of the surprise attack that kills everybody else. So hey, dude, it's you're it, and the other guy who in my brain I kept feeling like he was Louis Gossett Jr.'s character in Enemy Mine, which came out the oh, yeah. next year. He looks he a lot alien. like that alien
1: species. This could
0: yeah, be a crossover, he, Charlie. It could be the same race. <laughs> it, it wasn't the same guy, but it was like, yeah, because I think Louis Gossett Jr.'s character had kind of a spiky face. They were both brown with no hair, so this guy was brown, <laughs> but he just had scales, and I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I think the concept and the plot holds up, in my opinion. Um I think you know. Obviously, you kind of push the um, you push the arcade game bit out of the way. You push the CGI off to the side. Though obviously, they were able to do a lot with their fifteen million dollars, uh, and they you know they filmed it on location, so trailer park north of LA, blah blah. That was obviously very easy to pull off. But um, um, but there are two super cool Star Trek connections which I will save till the very end. But don't let me forget.
1: My goodness, there we go. So I'll give you a little of my two cents on this. I smiled my way all the way through this movie. It just was a feel-good movie. Um, it didn't commit a lot of the sins of a lot of movies where the main character took like three-quarters of the movie to finally like, oh, all these crazy aliens. I don't know where I'm at. And it's like, no, he kind of, it kind of just had good pacing. We did jumped got- in. He was like, I'm yeah, good. It, didn't, it, Let's party. it didn't feel like they had to go through that. Yes, there was one turn where the hero had a a moment of self-doubt, but I thought overall, I think it really just had fun. It was a fun movie. I loved like his alien counterpart. Um, I thought was hilarious. I thought he was just he was so enthusiastic, and he was like, "Oh yes, ha ha!" And he was making he was jo- joking a lot. I love the Robert Preston car- uh, character because you know he's the music man, and we know him and his it his funny music and things like that. So it was a great character to pick to play it, an old man from a Andrew. classic movie era brought in. And this was. And, and, um- yeah. This was actually the last thing that actor did. He passed away shortly after. That's amazing because so he you know, he just seemed very lively in it. And right. um, yes, I, I totally <laughs> and, and, get. And it. then he and then he wasn't because he, he yes <laughs> he was post lively. Um, yes, uh, so then I I just thought it did a lot of things right. I like the fact that they realized they need to have someone there to fill in for him when he's off planet. Um, that one scene where they showed him when he was not fully formed that was kind of gross yeah. but kind of cool. Much. Uh, yeah. The alien assassination. I thought the, the, the costuming work and the, the, the makeup the, was kind of cool. The lobster. He was lobster. Yeah, yeah. that was that was kind of fun. And um, it definitely co- – the 80 part was funny because I thought at one point they are there in the truck and doing those things. I'm like, are we in a Mountain Dew commercial from the 80s? Because it kind of felt like that. Everybody's in the back of a truck. We're going to the lake to make out. That is so 80s. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it because it was a throwback. But yeah, I, I just – it was a lot of fun, yes. Did they kind of skimp on some of the secondary characters like the little brother, the girlfriend, the mom? Yes. Um, but other than that, yeah, I just I just had a good time. And yeah. the CGI, while yes, it was kind of like you could definitely tell. It wasn't too distracting where it felt like a B-movie. Um, I thought they used it well enough, which was just the space battles. Um, and I thought it worked. And then also the weird DeLorean limo. Did you guys like that? Where it looked like it was just yeah. a Delorean they stretched out, so, so that was kind of fun. I'd rather, you could call it a DeLimo. Yeah, yeah, exactly, DeLimo, Yes. So overall, I, I really enjoyed it again. Now, once again, we're going to lean into Katie very heavily because, once again, you know, when you watch it previously to now, um, and not being of the '80s, you know, we're, are we just right. looking through rose-colored goggles?
2: I mean, I think overall it was it was a fun movie. Like I don't greatly regret watching it. Being like, oh my gosh, that was a slog fest. That was horrible. <laughs> I mean, it definitely. I don't think it could be released today, and have it hold up. Like even like with updated graphics and stuff. I mean, because you like you have the one black character who speaks, who basically gives him like the magical negro
1: effect of like, oh, you just have
2: to ah, keep ah, trying. The legend, oh Bagger,
1: the legend of Bagger Vance, <laughs> the caddy, <Yes>. the magical <laughs> caddy. Oh, my, oh no, that's, like, at least he didn't pull up the bag.
2: Yeah, his girlfriend <laughs> just decides to drop everything and leave everything she's ever known for her high school sweetheart. Sorry, Grandma. Yeah, am leaving. Right. Sorry, grandma. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Do not go with him. That's a horrible yeah, right. idea. Right.
1: What's her role going to be anyway? She's like, you're going to outer space. Are you going to be right. a space teen?
2: A, a space wife, I guess? She, is she going
1: know? to space community college? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know.
2: I mean, so like that kind of stuff. Obviously, was like I was like, okay, sure, but it's also it was made in '84. Like that wasn't something that was really considered when they were writing it. Like even the mom being like, "Oh, I always knew you would leave, but I didn't know it was going to be like Like your son just showed up in a spaceship for f- like less than five minutes. Is like, peace out! I'm going to space to start okay. a space academy. No big and you're deal. Like, oh, have fun. The that's nine-year-old right. little boy is out there looking at play, has a Playboy catalog. And he's like, what is oh, I, mean, I will absolutely it's tell 80s. you yes. that is
0: absolutely what it was like to be that's what it was like for me when I was growing up in the eighties. Playboy was everywhere. That's all I can tell you.
2: Yes. How did you remember yeah. it was one of those things where I was looking at I'm like, this is definitely an eighties PG movie versus a now PG movie. Like, yeah. especially with like the way that uh, like the deaths were happening, and the weird, like you were talking about, like the beta guy, you know, his robot counterpart showing up. I'm right. like, this stuff would have terrified me as like a right? nine year old kid. <laughs>
1: oh, did you see the one scene where the guy was being tortured, like by the. Yes, the,
2: and was, like melting? Melting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. He was, mel- was melting like a
0: candle. It was, it was whack.
1: Okay. Was yeah, the absolutely. alien design one of the worst ones? It was like, these are just a bunch of people with white hair and are bald. Every and yes. everybody just has every, really
2: baldness. Very horrible design. Like what Klingon, that like oh, Klingons,
0: you know, yeah, exactly. Klingons, well, then, but with the, they got a better do.
2: Also, you know, I am going to point out, just as a, as someone who is queer and watching this, I did notice that the only guy who was really wearing makeup or had any type of, like, they gave the villain some kind of effeminate traits. He had eyeliner on he had false lashes, he had lipstick, and I was like, this He had headgear, too.
1: Yeah, he had I mean, head this here. is the yeah.
2: 80s of, like, you know, slightly homophobic, we're gonna make the villain slightly effeminate, to just underpin that he's evil, so... But, right. uh, like I said, I did enjoy watching it. Aaron and I watched it. Um, actually, just before we came on, we watched it with dinner tonight. And it was still fun. Like, I did it... I loved Greg. I thought he was a great character. He was a lot of fun. Um, I would honestly have loved to hear, learn more about him, instead of... you. Know, yeah, you're right. Character.
0: It was it was very discounted to just be
1: about the Starfighter. There was... Yeah. There was there was barely a B plot, so yeah. I really okay. like the. Sh- I literally like the ship design, and I did like the other e- uh, yeah. the evil aliens design too. I thought they looked kind of cool, iconic with their their very cool like body armor that was red. Mm-hmm. So I think they got points for that because this is obviously an original property, not based mm-hmm. on anything else, and it was a lot of fun. And I do think to your point, does this hold up? And could be released today with a little bit of CJ. Now, I think this is the concept is good though because your point, mm-hmm. this could be That's like make sorry, it just, they could just use an online game and try it again and uh, draft the next generation of like heroes and put this across the world. So I like the concept, right. and I thought this is really ripe for the picking to bring back. Um, and right. I even heard like the creator uh, or the writer of Rogue One is actually trying to pitch like a reboot of it.
2: Well, so right. well, yes, I would uh, love I'll that. D-
0: yeah, if you look through Wikipedia for this, there are four or five instances in the last 35 years where they've been like, and there was a property this and that, and then it got sold. And then, it, you know, then Laura Mar went out of business and, and then it bounced over here. So there's been rumblings about it. But yeah, I think this has always been a victim of not really being able to find footing to get remade. But yeah. all right, I'm ready to give you my super special Star Trek connections. There are two. Oh, yes. The lobster face guy who um, gets over to it's, it's a guy walking by who gets overtaken by the machine and trains. Oh yes. The cop. Mm-hmm. He is Mark Alimo, Gold Ducat from deep space nine. Same act. Oh really? He's got hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, this was 10 years before DS nine. Um, mm. And in oh, boy, it's a blink and you'll miss it. Or it ended up on the cutting room floor. Lewis, the little brother, the little brother has a buddy who is played by Will Wheaton.
1: Did pre, not see him in the movie.
0: Yeah, pre Stand By Me, which was Wheaton's big breakout. So, yes, there you go. There's right your Star Trek Connections. Gold Ducat and
1: Wesley.
2: <laughs> very,
1: very fun. Yes. Yeah, so, um, this, like I said, it's weird because Universal Pictures distributed, but it's not on Peacock Plus. So, uh, right. or, or sorry, uh, yeah. So, it's weird that it's, you can't find this anywhere, which is just a shame. And it's 15 bucks to buy it. It's, I think, Five rent Martin, it, so.
0: You know what? Maybe maybe the fifteen bucks that we spent, all of us, because we all purchased it or rented it, mm-hmm. will give this enough gas for them to say, <laughs> three people engage in watching it. We have three pieces
1: of engagement. Now it's time to bring it back. The time Obviously. is the time is now. The masses Obviously. have spoken. Please <laughs> take this property and make it good. Put it on Netflix. Spend way, spend way too much money on it and don't pay writers. I think that's what, there what we're you saying. Go. <laughs> there you go. Just make, make it a, str- a straight remake. There you go. It's good stuff. Yeah, put, put you know, Seth, Seth. Um. oh, what's his name from uh, Pineapple Express in it? Yeah. Oh, no. oh it was, Seth Rogen. Put <laughs> Seth Rogen in it. You've got a winner. Woo. Oh, my God. Oh, crazy. Yes. So that is it for Does It Hold Up? And I guess the question is we didn't ask. So does it hold up very quickly? Katie? Mm.
2: Yes. I'll, I'll okay. with, a, with a question mark. <laughs>
0: Can you give, give it There's, like maybe, maybe like. No, an I just 80, asked you that like question. An, <laughs> maybe give it like 80, say, you like an 80. Like if you were to give it like a percentage split, would you give it like a 70 30? Sure. I would 80/20. say, I
2: would, I would give it um, six out of 10 death blossoms.
0: Oh, death oh, blossom. You know. I'm going to match and barely exceed that with a six and a half. Mm-hmm. I liked
1: it. I'll give it a seventy percent because yes, um, I think it has really good hallmarks. But yes, there's some things that hold it back from being. It's got. It's got. It's got good. It's got good bones, we'll say. It's got it does, good, it does. That's a good way yeah. to put it, yes. Yes, yes. and so it did make me laugh because there was a lot of like sex hijinks that made me laugh, too. So right. I don't know if this <laughs> holds up either. Oh, well, that is that. it for Does It Hold Up? We've got one more week of this. It's going to be very fun because we're going to have a movie that Katie wouldn't touch with a 20-foot pole, so she's not going to be on that episode. <laughs> so that's really perfectly that. <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. So, uh, yeah, and with that, that is it for the podcast. So with that, Katie Quinn, tell people how they can find you.
2: You can find me on Twitter under Q underscore geek and on Instagram at quintessential geek.
1: Oh yeah. Charlie Carden. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I can be found over on Twitter at the C three, just spell it out. My lovely wife, April and I run the USS Grand Petoskey, the Michigan chapter of the international star Trek fan club of which Katie is now a member. She's a crewman. She's on her way up, I'm sure of it. (laughs) Um, uh, And I also do try to fill up. Oh, and sorry, Graham Teske, you find it our website and then on all social media platforms you would expect. I also try to fill up our uh, Secret Friends Unite Facebook communities with news and things of that nature. Uh, So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Todd, what about you?
1: Well, I can't wait to have Katie uh, and see her mutiny on the Grand Potoski. so a oh, lot of great things are ahead, obviously. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that lower goes. Lower
2: Lower decks. <laughs> lower, yes,
1: the lowest of <laughs> the I think of like, I think of the uh, Strange New Worlds episode where, yes, they they, they had mutiny on that episode, too. As fun yeah. as that is, um, you can find me at T-Oxtra on Twitter. Having a good time. Uh, just if you want to Actually, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. DM myself or Secret Friends Unite on Twitter at Secret Friends You. and that's how you can be on the show if you have a penchant and are an expert about something. So, with that, uh, check out our YouTube, check out our uh, pod, or basically our SecretFriendsUnite Friends page because everything is there for the taking. So, with that, mm-hmm. that's where you can find me. Yes, indeed, friends. As
0: always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring, and to keep on trucking,
2: keep it sleazy.
0: The hero, not the villain. In the truck.
2: This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server or follow at Secret U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Seeker Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Seeker Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.